You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the geekiest show ever. My name is Mark Grencher and I'm joined by my partner in crime and co-host Kevin Older. You may remember us from such podcasts as Not Another Mac Podcast. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well, and I think I've been on Not Another Mac podcast enough times that people are, might be tired of me already, but we'll see how that goes across. Absolutely not, but you know what? They can come across here and listen to us talk about something that's absolutely non-Mac. You know, we may <laughs> reference it from time to time. We love the Mac. It's a great platform. We love basically anything Apple releases, but certainly that's not what the show about. Uh, that's not what the show is about. You know, we're, we're going to literally talk about everything that we're passionate about, in such as movies, TV series, music, comic books, gaming, you know, and even Lego. We're going to have a guest star in the next couple of weeks that is just a Lego fanatic. And Kevin, I think you know who he is. I think I do too, so, but I'll let you say. Well, you know, you know what? Until he's on, I'm, I'm going to leave the listeners there thinking, oh, who's this expert? But I, I can assure you, he has got more Lego than any adult I know. Uh, so uh, that should be a very, very interesting show. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I, I actually have... I'm trying to look for the box. I, I'm a big Transformers fan. And I actually have... And it, it, it's like Lego, but it's, it's not Lego. Um, give me one second and I will find out... Because I can't remember the name. It's called Cryo. K-R-E... Dash O, and uh, you know you can basically get Bumblebee and Optimus Prime and and so forth and and make the little characters and so you can either make the vehicle format or you can make them into their robot format. Um, so we'll, we'll certainly be having a, a Lego vs Cryo um, discussion with uh, our, our special guest and you know I'm going to be on the side of Cryo wins just purely because I absolutely love Transformers and. They don't have Transformers Lego. Um, <laughs> you know, my son my son would disagree because he loves cars and they've got cars Lego. And even my daughter, I've got Lego for her. They've got, um, I forget what it's called now. but Is know, it the My Friends Legos? No. It, uh, look, I don't know if it's called My Friends, but it's... It's like a farm scene and, and you get sort of, you know, a little girl character with a couple of ponies and, and there's sort of a stable set up and, it, you know, it's, it's really nice and it's good to see that something like Lego is expanding out to, you know, a girl's market as well and, and not just for boys. Um, you know, it gives the kids something to play together with and they can just say, hey, we're playing Lego. Um, yeah. It's just both- really cool. Two of my three kids are really big into Legos. My son is really a Lego freak. Has been gotten to be one in the last what year and a half, two years maybe. And he has gotten. Uh, there's a new show. At least it's on here in the states. I don't know if you can see it. Called Lego Ninjago. No, I haven't uh, seen that one. It's called uh, Lego Ninjago Masters of Spin Jitsu. And uh, I'm not normally a fan of this stuff, but if you're a Lego freak. This is a show to watch. I can actually sit down and watch it. It's a cartoon that is just absolutely awesome. And the character's funny and cool and kind of super powery. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a mixture of, of ninja, uh, Japanese animation, and Lego and cartoon all put together. It that is awesome cool. little show. 
Yeah, he's got a few sets. There's even a game out that you play with the oh, Lego wow. figures. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And then my one daughter has gotten into what I was just mentioning. The um, uh, it's called the My Friends for Lego, and it's 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 definitely female focused. You know, it's like she's got a little cafe, she's got a little house, uh, it's got a little kitchen with uh, little utensils and all kinds of stuff, and she's just eating that up. It is really cool, and I, I like you. I'm glad to see Lego expanding their market out and doing other things because I, I kind of got the impression that Lego had almost moved into the people like uh, myself and yourself's age because they had gotten into some of the more complicated stuff. Yeah, and certainly, you know, I remember as a kid growing up just how much, you know, of a passion it was. You'd pull down your Lego and then you'd rebuild your Lego. I had this big airport set and it was just so much fun to put it all together and then literally knock it down and build it again. Um, it, it's one of those gifts that keeps on giving, I guess, um, if you can look at it in those terms. That, you know, yes, you can buy the airport scene, but then you can rebuild it into whatever you feel like. Uh, and, you know, there's a great sense of pride as a kid when you've actually mastered it, you've actually finished it, and it's actually there. There's a great sense of happiness that you just can't avoid. And, you know, speaking of shows and what they're doing with the Lego franchise and so forth, you know, I've been... Um, I, I got, actually, for my son, The Adventures of Lego... Uh, I, I think it's called The Adventures of Lego Clutch Powers or Clutch Powers... And anyway, bottom line is it's a movie and the, the main character is a little Lego character and, uh, you know, his name is Clutch Powers and he's your classic kind of action, you know, figure that goes out there and saves the world from evil wizards and everything. And for kids, it's great. Even my daughter loves it. So, uh, you know what, Kevin, I think we better move on quickly because we're having our Lego <laughs> episode today and our guest will come on and he'll be going... Why am I on? I've got nothing to talk about now. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we better slip, slip on past this one. Build on something else. Absolutely. Now, just before we start on on our actual show topics for today, I do want to mention to all the listeners: we would welcome your feedback. This is new for us. We're passionate about it. We're going to be continuing through with it each and every week. But please tell us if the show sucks. Tell us if it's great. You know, we just want feedback. If you can even tell us some things that maybe you'd like to hear us talk about, that would be great. It will help us out. We will definitely do it on the show. Uh, at the moment, you can email us at help at everyday Mac support. I'm sure there's a, a proper email address set up for Geekiest Show Ever. I just don't know what it is at the moment because <laughs> we're still in a transition phase. Um, you know, we'll be updating the website and so forth as the, the weeks go on. So stay tuned and, and we'll get all of that sort of done. Now, Kevin, we're going to discuss today model trains, which I know is a, a favourite of yours as well as mine. The Big Ben Theory Season 1, Raspberry Pi, which i got to tell you, I love pies. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a <laughs> yummy show. Yeah. Cool USB uh, drives, and we've got some interesting ones there. I'm also going to be talking about can you have too many operating systems, coffee technology. That's one that you didn't think you'd hear on this show. Retro gaming and cool pens. And you know what? Let's start with the cool pens because, uh, Kevin, do you remember those pens that you have when it's got like a hula hoop? I think it's called hula hoop girl. I, I mean, I don't know. But you, you have it facing one way when you're ready to ride and the girl's got a clothes on. You tip it upside down and she becomes naked. I mean, they're cool pens. Oh yeah, there's a 
all kinds of them like that. There's uh, the ones that you can turn up and down and, you know, do things for your sports team, choose your sport, choose your team. Um, but I just love all kinds of pens, Mark. There are there's so many out there. My wife dreads the thought of me going in Staples and the amount of, which is an office supply store, which the amount of pens I will come home with. I say, oh, that looks good. Let me buy a dozen of them. You know, (laughs) it's, it's a pure sickness, I think. That's hilarious. Do you know I only have one pen? Literally, I've got one very nice Parker pen that was given to me as a gift and I don't know, I just like the feel of it, I like riding with it all the time, and I don't know if I want more, but I, you know what, if I can find some of those hula hoop girls that we tip upside down, they go naked, well, you know, I'll buy them, I'll just hide them in a drawer, away from the family so they can't see, and then <laughs> periodically it'll be like, ah, oh, that's better. <laughs> well, you know, probably one of the coolest pens I've got is I got one that was given to me a few years ago for Christmas, um, and I'm a... a I'm a football, American football, let me put it that way, sport, uh, sports nut. And this has my favorite team on it, and I won't mention the team right now because I don't want to create any bias. But when you click on it, where you would think you'd normally click to uh, uh, put the point out, it doesn't. It turns on an LED light so that you can use it to write with at night. Ooh, now, how nice. cool is that? That, that is, is really awesome. Hey, do, yeah, you, I, do you have any of those pens that are like the, the USB uh, sort of memory stick in them? And that takes us on to our USB topic as well. But but also, um, you know what I remember years ago and, and it just sprung into my mind? Do you remember the pens? And I don't know if they're even still available, but you used to be able to write them. And they actually had an eraser on the end of the pen so you could actually rub out your work. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still make them, but geez, they were cool pens. Yeah, they still. I think they still make those. Well, then, of course, then you got all the the gel pens that they have out there. Um, I have a a tendency to go more with the fine point pen because my handwriting so atrocious. It looks better if it's in really thin lines as opposed to big fat lines. It doesn't look <laughs> like a two year old just wrote it. Um, so I go with that, and I have to. If I can get a picture of it, I'll have to have it for. We can put it in the show notes. I got a pen from a vendor. I don't know, a few years ago at my uh, paying gig. And this pen, and it's a usable ink pen, perfectly works fine. This thing's almost a foot long. And it uses a regular ink cartridge, but it is the most behemoth using pen. And I used to carry it around at the office, and people would just look at me like, what is really wrong with this guy? <laughs> Why has he got... It was so big that it had to hang on the outside of my pocket. I couldn't even put it down in my shirt pocket. It was that freaking big. And I just came across it the other day when I was doing stuff. So I think I'm going to take it to a couple meetings here and start the conversation because nobody's seen it for probably like three years. But there's all kinds of cool pens. There's uh, there's even a local guy that makes hand-carved wood pens, which are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but like I say, I just have a total thing. I, I'm always picking up pens, uh, mechanical pencils. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're kind of... A side passion, you might say, when it comes to that. But, you know, if there's a pen, man, I snag those things left and right. I am such a pen whore, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and and you know what? You do the same with USB drives as well. You have, like, the biggest collection of USB thumbsticks that I know of out of anyone I know. Um, you know, I've got, like, two. <laughs> and, and, and you've... <laughs> 
you need to add like a couple of zeros, I'm sure. Um, but you know, you know what I came across uh, earlier this week, which was really cool. Obviously, we've all seen those um, USB sticks where, and, and it's very fashionable at the moment to get like four gig USB sticks with the Warner Brothers characters, like Tweety Bird, for instance. Um, you know, they're out and about. But going back to again, my Transformers. Um, you know. They're actually available, the, the movies, in the... I believe they're available in the UK. They're probably available in the US. Uh, they're not available in Australia. I actually have to import them, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen, I, I saw this, and it's on this little USB stick, but it sort of fits in to the Autobot symbol. And then the, the sort of top of the Autobot symbol... Um, Come, comes out and that's the USB stick that you plug into your computer and you play your movie. And I thought, well, that's that's really, really cool use of of technology and USB. Uh, now, of course, I haven't purchased one, so I don't know whether the quality is any good or, you know, what resolution they're using. But it's still cool. You know, you get a nice little package and it can sit on a desk and it just looks cool. It's a, a good discussion platform to, you know, just geek out with. Well, did you see they also, uh, the the link I assume you're going to put in the show notes, they also have a Star Trek one. Now, I, how I geeky saw, is that? Yeah, and, and that's actually the Star Trek symbol as well. Um, so the, um, it, it, hold on a sec, I've got to have a look now. It is the Star Trek symbol, isn't it? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, it, it's the uh, intercom si- um, symbol, I'm the badge. sure it is. The, the badge, yeah. The and thing they tap on their shirt. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's just absolutely superb. But, you know what, besides those two, I actually have not seen any other movies do that. And, okay, you know, it might be a a very limited market. But it is a cool market for sci-fi fans. You know, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, because if they would do, I, I would be willing to bet, I haven't looked, but I'd be willing to bet, and any of our listeners outside, well, even in the U.S., that no uh, Doctor Who, there's got to be some awesome Doctor Who USB drives out there somehow. Oh, I mean, how how could there not be with that show and what and what it does? Yeah, indeed. Hey, hey Kevin, just quickly, I, I just want to hit on Star Trek for the moment. The 2009 Star Trek movie, that you know, the reboot, if you will, of the Star uh, of the Star Trek movies. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the best movie that has been released with the Star Trek brand since um uh why do i have a mental blank now uh, since first contact um mm-hmm. and yeah I, what, what do you think do you think it was a, a good movie to sort of reboot the series a little bit yeah i think it's an interesting way and and i like the fact that they went back you know it's i guess it's a prequel for lack of a better term mm-hmm. you know they they went back and they and they started from the beginning again much like the series uh, have you seen the series called enterprise which I, is i have and um i've actually got to start buying that on itunes because <laughs> i and you you told me a few weeks ago that you know there was a really really big special on uh on, on the version on itunes and i completely missed it i you know god knows what rock i was living under but it certainly <laughs> certainly wasn't the right one um so i'm sort of kicking myself and you know the stupid thing is i sort of think now oh do i wait till they put it on sale again and it's like you know what I just worry that I won't be on this earth by the time they put it on sale again. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. you never things. know. 
you've, you've just got to go with the flow and whatever price you can get it for. You, you just have but to yeah, do it sometimes. No, I love the uh, the movie. I liked it a whole lot. I even, uh, when it came Christmas, well, I guess it was available Christmas last year here in the U.S. as a DVD, I actually said, okay, I want it, mm-hmm. but I don't just want the DVD. I got the DVD that the case is the Enterprise. So the saucer section is where the DVD is. It is just, you know, so it's, it's, it's the, it's, as we should say, it's the geekiest thing ever to want a case that looks like the Enterprise with the movie in it. But Star Trek fans the worldwide are going to love stuff like that. And I truly do. It is awesome. It's sitting here on my bookshelf. It's one of my more prized possessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sitting right next to uh, my collection or a box set of the of an original style phaser and an original style tricorder and an original style communicator and my kids fantastic my kids can't understand dad aren't you going to open that and start playing with it i said no 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 no, you can't touch that man this is this is collectible no no don't touch don't touch it's like don't open that or you're out of the will. <laughs> That's right. It's like, oh my God. And they just say, well, they keep saying, aren't you ever going to open that and play with it? And I said, no. no. But the, the two of them sit on the shelf together and I dearly love that kind of stuff. My wife is so understanding to let me have that kind of stuff just sitting around and bless her heart. She has to dust around it and dust it off every <laughs> week. I, I she deserves an award just for that. If nothing else, let me have that kind of stuff sit around. <laughs> Indeed, you know I've, I've got to say my wife isn't too bad either. She she lets me have a lot of you know silly geek things. And you know, look, I say silly, but you know they're silly to other people that are non geeks and not really that in depth and interested in in sort of the the fantasy worlds that we enjoy. But for us, it's actually you know very valuable stuff. Um, and it's, it's just funny to see other people, you know, other people come into my home and, you know, we, we've got in one corner, a, um, a Mario Kart racing set, like the Skyletrix, um, racing set. And then we've got the model trains. Then I've got all the, the, uh, hand-built models that I do. I do cars and planes and motorbikes and so forth. Uh, like the Revel packs, um, you know, the, the plastic and, and resin yeah. uh, model kits. And I love doing that. It takes hours and weeks at times and so forth, especially when you get up into the higher levels. But it's just really worthwhile. And the kids get a blast out of it. They sit with me and they do little things like, you know, can we hold these two, you know, pieces together? And and it's like, yes, but don't move them. Hold them still. (laughs) And, you know, people come into my house and they just go, you know, what is this place? It's like totally different we, we don't have pictures of family sitting on the wall we've got you know all these models <laughs> sitting around and it's like where are the family pictures are oh, they're on the ipad they're on the mac you know when we feel like you know looking at the family we'll um, oh, we'll throw it up you know um and that's what an apple I, tv's for as well yeah no, well you know it's just like somebody comes in the the all right, we'll now call it the recording studio, my home office, den slash retreat for my wife and I room. <laughs> um, I have taken over with, again, I won't mention the name of the team. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. But my favorite football team, one entire wall is figures, collectibles, knickknacks. You name it. I have almost everything that could have this team's name on it, on it up on the wall or sitting on the shelf that runs the length of the wall. It is, uh, it's my pride and joy. 
and there is there's no denying you know which team I like. It's it's mm. pretty painfully obvious when you walk into the room. <laughs> but, uh, but you it's, know, it, it's, it's what's better, you know, for a, a lack of a better term, it's a man cave. And and you need that, you know. And, and look, I'm sure women need their own little cave as well for whatever they're passionate in. And, um, you know, passions are good things. That You know, a little bit of selfishness, in my opinion, in hobbies and so forth, you know, just goes a long way to being a very soulful, pleasurable thing. And especially with, you know, when life is so uh, stressful at times and, you know, you've got so much responsibility, especially, you know, people like you and me who have families and, and then jobs and so forth, you know, you just want to come home, switch off and just sit back and relax amongst all your prized possessions. Yeah, it's, you know, we're not supposed to be about material stuff, but God help us. That's part of what makes us geeks, I think. You know, well, really. You, you know what? I've often said, and, and you know, this is, of course, if I was to kick the bucket in the next five years, which I hope I never do. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've often said, listen, what you've got to do is you've got to make the gravestone a complete um, solar panel, and then you've got to run a little cable down to an iPad. And, and, you know, bury me with an iPad. And my wife just laughs and rolls her eyes. And it's like, yeah, but I've got to keep up with what's happening. And I want to tweet from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> tweet from beyond. <laughs> you, know, you know, Kevin, you'll, you'll be getting a tweet from me. And you'll be going, ah, what? You know, it'll scare you off Twitter once and for all. <laughs> uh, it, it'll scare me off Twitter. I'll be joining you in the great beyond if that happens. If you tweet from beyond the grave. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you know, you sort of think about it. You know, if you look at, at, at heaven and hell and you, you think, if we end up going to hell, are they going to have Twitter access? <laughs> or, or do we have to be good to get into heaven to get the Twitter access? Yeah, right. Uh, well, you know, is that the next big uh, expansion area for technology, <laughs> grave tech? <laughs> uh, we, we, are, uh, we are seriously nuts and crazy, and I love it. I, yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, Kevin, tell me about this coffee technology because, you know what, I gave up coffee about a year ago and, uh, you know, I was drinking like 10 coffees a day and I just started having heart palpitations and I just wasn't really feeling well with myself. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do what I did with smoking. I'm just going to give up cold turkey and not go back to it. And I, I haven't smoked a cigarette in three and a half, four years, and I haven't drunk a coffee in a year. So, uh, you know, what, what's with the coffee technology? Is it going to make super cool coffees for you or something? Well, you know, I, I don't drink quite as much coffee as, as you said you were drinking. And although I am a little concerned about the heart palpitation, because about a year or so ago when you gave it up, it's about the time you and I became friends. So, you know, I'm you know, making sure there's no connection there, first of all. But uh, the uh, the coffee tech... I do drink. I enjoy my morning coffee, especially while I'm at uh, at the office. And we've been kicking it around. I mean, we all share in buying the coffee, but I've been really considering one of these crude coffee makers. It makes the single cup of coffee, and you can have a whole selection of uh, all these different flavored coffees. Because I enjoy a flavored coffee. Uh, one because I don't drink it. I dr I'm more likely to drink it black with less creamer in it mm -hmm. because I don't I won't put sugar in the stuff because that just makes me want to throw up. Oh, really? Um, I, I used to actually like sugar in my coffee, but I would drink it jet black. And uh, you know that that's when I was you know sort of at work and drinking instant coffee because we didn't have a, a big coffee machine or anything like that. 
in a previous job we did though, they spent about $3,000 for the staff in, and got one of these really nice coffee machines, but no one really then wanted to spend the time at the coffee maker actually, you know, <laughs> make gourmet coffee. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like everyone was looking at the time and thinking, well, you know, if you're not working, then what are you doing? So, um, yeah. you, you know, before I gave up coffee, we were looking at the, I, I believe it's called the Nespresso range, where you've got the little pods that you pop in and, and you put down and so forth. And it's kind of like instant coffee, but in a machine format. And, yeah, this know, is this is similar. This is, uh, like I say, it's Krug, K-R-U-E-U. Or UE. I can't remember now. That's terrible. I've heard of the brand, but uh, we don't have them out here. But I have heard of them. They're little single things. They're kind of like a pod, but not not in the truer sense of the pods, like uh, the filtery looking pods. But you just throw them in the machine and brews you a single cup of the coffee you like. And I mean, they have like, I don't know, God, how many flavors. And some of the bigger names, like I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee is one of the ones I like here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have Dunkin' down there. No, it we, is, we've got similar. Okay. It, they, they have it in that now. And they have all kinds of flavors and stuff. And I am such a sucker for flavored coffee. It is, you know, my wife goes, just drink the black stuff, the Maxwell House. I said, <laughs> yeah, but I want a little something extra with it, you know. So I've been in, and I was talking, we were talking about, and we're going to have to pool together if we're going to buy one of these things for work because the dang things are like about 130 to 150 US. Mm-hmm. So they're not cheap, but ah, oh, they are so cool because I'm the coffee maker at work. So everybody kind of pretty much drinks whatever I want to fix. So <laughs> they're at my mercy, but I'm also the first one in there in the morning. So too friggin' bad. You drink what I make or you make it yourself. <laughs> But uh, nobody nobody complains too much, and then I put flavored creamer in it to make up for it. But these things are cool. And the other thing I looked at, too, they're not as popular – well, I'll say it, they're not as popular in the circle of friends that I run with. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that way here locally. But uh, French presses are supposed to make awesome coffee. And I've never tried it, but that looks really cool. That's pretty low-tech mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to it, but – um, you know, coffee tech and, and the some of the coffee makers and the stuff they do and the way they brew coffee and all that, it's unbelievable what they can do. Definitely. Even you go you go to, uh, you know, Starbucks, for instance, and they do the little pattern uh, sort of routine on top of the coffee. I mean, I don't even know how they, they learn to do that. It's just one of those art things that you go, wow. Oh, the barista know. art. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And. You know, you just look at it and you go, wow, that's that's pretty spectacular. And, you know, <laughs> of course, sometimes you get someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. And, yeah, it kind of looks just like this swirly mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, the ones that don't know look like doing it looks like uh, a two-year-old baby took a you-know-what in your coffee. But when you get somebody <laughs> that knows what they're doing, it looks really cool. There's a whole website, or not a website, a whole channel on YouTube that has the art of uh, doing those barista designs. And these people are incredible with that. It almost looks too good to drink. I feel bad drinking something that looks that nice. <laughs> well, certainly take a photo and pump it out on Twitter, that's for sure, before you do drink it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kevin, I've got to ask, do you like having pie with your coffee? Because raspberry pie is just yummy. <laughs> well, I, I, I would have my pie with my coffee, but if my coffee ended up on the raspberry pie, that could... That could cause a real problem in this case. It could now, now, how do you have your pie, hot or cold? Oh, I like my pie nice and hot and juicy. 
So. Interesting. Warm <laughs> apple pie. Yes. And and people have seen uh, America. Uh, what is it? Uh, that Toon movie. You know, oh, I, had it, I had it on the American my time. Pie. American Pie. It was pie, of course. Anyone who's yeah. seen American Pie knows where the warm apple pie phrase comes from, that's for sure. It's a very, yeah. very funny movie. And unfortunately, you're up to version 80 or something like that. And they've totally fried the franchise and it's just awful. So Yeah, they put it up. But no, the uh, raspberry pie that you were talking about, it was just released earlier this week, I think, to... Uh, to purchase, and uh, it's this awesome little device. It's an entire computer, including the operating system, on a credit card size board. This thing is unfrickin' believable. I've got to have it. I, um, it. It doesn't come with the case, does it? It's just the the raw unit with everything yeah, no, exposed. So it kind yeah, of just looks cool sitting on the desk. Yeah, it doesn't have a case. Now they say the later units will have a case, but. Frankly, Mark, you know the geek I am. I can't wait that damn long. I have got to have the thing now. Uh, I'm on the list to get one. Okay, so uh, they haven't released yet. What what price no, they are have, they? They have released them. They just can't busy. keep them. Wow. Yeah. That um, is cool. They're, the one I want is the, uh, what are they called? The Unit B. And it's um, $35 US. So it's not very expensive. But the little thing, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's about a credit card size. It has audio out, video out, or RCA video, I should say. It has LEDs, which, God, how can you go wrong if you got LEDs on something? It's got a US, It's got uh, two USB ports on it. It's got an RJ45 connector, an HDMI connector. It's got micro, I think it's micro USB for power. 256 megs of RAM and an SD card slot for additional storage. And it comes with Arch Linux compiled, ready to run. There's a couple uh, links that we can put in the show notes. One uh, on the FAQ on this, if our listeners want to go in and take a look at this thing. And they have a little, it's not quite a schematic. It's more like a FAQ page that you can look at and you can order it. Uh, I'm getting mine from Element 14. But this thing is really cool. They're going to have another model. Uh, I think they're coming out with the A is what they're coming out with. So I'm not sure why B came before A. My alphabet here goes the other way, but you know we won't worry about that. It's <laughs> whatever. It's a UK company. Not insulting my UK friends, but for some reason they're doing B before A. Um, but it's a really cool device, and I had just got to have this thing and play around with it. I mean, how many people can say you got a computer that you can put in your shirt pocket? Sans a smartphone or anything like that, and we won't go into our bias towards certain <laughs> types of smartphones. No. Uh, but it is just awesome little device, and I figure I'll play with it. For 35 bucks. you can't go wrong. You can play with this thing. You can make things with it. And then I think when I get done, I'm going to give it to the kids. I mean, because, heck, I can hook a monitor to it and a keyboard to it. They got something to surf the web. What yeah, can they definitely. hurt? And, you, you know, from a kid's point of view, it's sort of like, you know, years ago when you get the clear case in gaming systems, I'm thinking like the Game Boy Advance when that first came out, you could actually see the internals. And, you know, other devices and other computers have had the clear case. Even the PC cases now, you can get clear cases and look at the internals. There's just something cool about looking at chips on a, on a board. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know, I sort of, I follow all the little lines and go, okay, well, my data's going through this line and then through this section here and through this section now, through this port and then back in, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm constantly bemused by Wi-Fi and so forth. And, you know, um, it, it's like, okay, I connect the cable up. I can, I know it goes through the cable. Um, and it's like, okay, so I'm copying two gigabytes of data from this drive to my computer and it's, it's going through this little cable, little bits at a time. I don't know, maybe that's just me being nuts and crazy, but, you know, being able to see the board is pretty cool. I used to, one of my first computers was a, a Mac LC575 back in the mid-90s and I used to pull out that logic board at least once a week. Number one, I used to love just getting the vacuum cleaner and gently vacuuming the board. Um, but more importantly, I just wanted to have a look at it. I wanted to turn it over and have a look at the back and, and just, you know, I don't understand logic boards. I'll, I'll throw that out there. You know, I know some of the basics, you know, what where's your graphics processor, your CPU, and, and just, you know, basic things that are on the board. But it, it's amazing. If we look at what we can do with computers and you know, it's all pretty much on these boards. It, it's just incredible. I mean, they've got the graphic user interface. They've got, you know, every, everything that we have. It's just absolutely amazing that someone, and it's well, a series of people really, I guess, came up with this idea of a computer board that could then stop us from writing and now we can type. Or, you know, instead of taking photos on film, we've got it all digitally. Um, it's just absolutely impressive and I, I've got to give credit to anyone who works on, on these, on this type of technology because, you know, they, they make us happy. Yeah. They, that's the kind of thing that, that, that a geek truly loves to play with. I mean, if probably if I had the time, um, I would sit here and start building breadboard projects. Uh, but I'm afraid that weeks of my life would just disappear, you know, and then then there would be the whole thing about bathing and feeding the family that we could just get into a whole area we don't need to worry about right now. But well, um, well as long as you feed the family, you know, bathing. You know, I'm I'm every other week, so um. whether you need it or not, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, now let, let's while, while we're on the Raspberry Pi topic. Do you reckon that we can have too many operating systems? You know, we've got a ton of different Linux builds, and then we've got Windows, and then we've got Mac, and then we've got iOS, then we've got Android. Um, what else do we have? We've got we, we've got a well, few you, few others that you know are in tablets, Chrome, Android, Chrome, Chrome, yeah, Chrome OS. I mean, it's you know, I it, it's no secret to anybody that's listened to anything I've done in over the last year or so. I definitely have a Macintosh bias. There's no question in, about that. I, only a little one. Not, not yeah, just a... Just, well, I'm know, a big just... guy, so it's, <laughs> it's going to be a big one. I mean, there ain't no way around that one, Mark. Well, uh, but, uh, well, I suppose every device you have that you use primarily on a daily basis is Apple-based. And I know I'm, I drink the Apple Kool-Aid and get drunk off it very easily. Oh, I dance around. Well, we won't go there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do, I do try to stay more Apple focused. I mean, at work, I have to use Windows. Hey, it's a corporate environment. You don't have a whole lot of choice. Although we have made it, I have gotten the Apple devices to make inroads into the corporation. So one, one good for me, but, um, 
Yeah, the the OSs, I can't stop downloading and trying OSs, whether it's a Linux distribution, and I will not even try to figure out how many Linux distributions I will fool with over the course of a year. Every time I see one, I go, oh, that looks cool. I download (laughs) it, and I play with it for a long time, and I like it. Of course, it is more Mm Mac-like than Windows is, but... I have to admit, last week, I downloaded the consumer preview of Windows 8. Yes, I know. Shame on me. Shame, shame on me. <laughs> well, look, I, I love Windows 7. You know, Mac fan, but I absolutely love Windows 7. And there's a reason why I love Windows 7. I can play PC games. You know, <laughs> Mac still doesn't have enough PC games to, you know, really justify um, saying, okay, I'm only solely going to be a Mac user completely. And, um, you know, I, I gave up my uh, PlayStation 3 maybe about six months ago or so. And the reason why I did, there's a couple of reasons. Mainly the first reason was because they got hacked very severely and I just, I didn't feel comfortable, I guess, uh, until they had things sorted out. But more importantly, the Blu-ray drive, it would play the games perfectly well, but Blu-ray movies, it wouldn't matter what movie I put in, it just wouldn't spin up. And I contacted Sony and they said, you know, it's going to cost $250 for us to fix it. Crap. Yeah, because the drive is so expensive, it's the most important part. That's what they told me anyway. Um, And, you, you know, I went on eBay as well and the drives were pretty much up there. They were about $180, $190 Australian dollars. Uh, you've got to remember, this is what, what I'm quoting here is Australian dollars, and, and we get price gouged something serious on everything. If we can't import it from the US or the UK, forget it. You know, we might as well go and buy a new system. Um, and a new system was only, you know, about $100 more at the time. Um, but I, I decided to, to leave it and go back to PC gaming. I'm also a portable gamer. Um, so... You know, I, I was kind of lost track on how we got across to, to my gaming habits. And oh, operating systems to play games. That's where we were going. Was it? Yeah. So, you know, Windows 7 for me is absolutely perfect because now I can have close to the experience of, you know, the PlayStation. Because, you know, and look, ev- everyone's different. Some people will love the keyboard and mouse interface to play games. I certainly do. If it's a Call of Duty game, for instance, it's great. If it's something like, FIFA, no, I've got to get a controller in my hands and actually play that. I, I can't stand using the keyboard. Uh, I can do it, but I just don't like it as much as, as using a, an actual controller. So, yeah, well, let me, I use mine for gaming. Well, let me ask you, when you're playing games in Windows, are you dual booting, virtual machine? How are you doing it? Oh, boot camp. Absolutely boot camp. Boot camp. Um, I cannot stand this virtualization crap basically (laughs) it's too slow number one you can't play games that's the only reason why i use windows and occasionally to try out a couple of different software packages that do something cool you know but ultimately you know even then if you've got some business application you know you've got to have a decent powered system with you know a, a decent amount of ram behind you to even get the virtualization working to a standard where you can say hey this is better or just as good as rebooting into a separate, you know, Windows partition. And frankly, I just want to run on this. You know, if I wanted a gimped version of Windows, I'd go and buy a $500 Dell laptop. 
Um, <laughs> and that's what I feel that you get from virtualization. I love the idea that it, it exists and it's certainly good for some people. Some people swear by it. I personally don't don't like it, but I do love boot camp. It's uh, you know my little pride and joy. Anyone that anytime anyone comes across and and has a look and goes, oh, you got a Mac, and it's like, yep, check this out. Hold down the option key, gives me the option of Windows. I boot into Windows, and they're just blown away. And it's like, how did you do that? How did you do that? And it's like, <laughs> every single Mac comes with that capability. Yeah, and, really. And look, I'm not saying. I, I appreciate games. I wouldn't call myself a pro gamer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm passionate about them. I enjoy the storyline uh, more than geeking out on the technology and which graphics card is going to give me the best quality uh, graphics and rendering capabilities and so forth. So, you know, I understand people who say, I, you know, for a game in PC, you just have to build your own system. Absolutely. I can't deny that enough. Uh, <laughs> I think that's right. Can't deny it enough. Yeah, I, no, I, no. I agree. I agree with them completely. Um, the the problem that I've got, of course, is you know I'm I'm fairly heavily invested in the Mac side, um, and it makes sense to just add Windows Seven to my Mac and run it off the ha- existing hardware I've got, rather than build another machine. That, to be quite honest, I you know if I was going to lay down that kind of money. I think I'd go and buy another PlayStation or an Xbox 360. Um, yeah, I think you'd be better off. Well, you know, I'm a big, you know, that's where you and I do come to uh, opposite views because I'm a huge virtual machine nut. And uh, I think I've said it before. Of course, I run, I know I've got uh, plenty of horsepower on the machine. I've got the Mac I've got here in front of me. But um, my friends at work just think it's it's awesome, or, or not awesome, but geeky. What better way could it be than to be geeky for us on this show is that I run Windows in a VM on my Mac. Then I log into our work system, which is running a virtual machine on a Citrix Zen server. So I'm using a virtual machine to connect to another virtual machine to virtually connect to work to do my work. Now, if that doesn't punch a hole in the time-space continuum, I don't know what the hell will. (laughs) That is absolutely incredible. What a setup. (laughs) Yeah, it, well, it's great because when I'm doing work, I can have that on the main screen, and then the other screens, you know, I can have my other stuff going on, and you know, people walk in and go, "What in the crap is wrong with you? Why do you have all this stuff going on?" I said, "Well, you know, my brain and my ADD, or you know, my attention deficit disorder, whatever you want to call it, just kicks in, and I can just do multiple things and spaz out and have a cup of coffee." while I'm doing it, mm-hmm. you know, so it all works together. I mean, we're geeks. We have to do these things. Absolutely. But you've got like three displays. You need to use each display. Um, you, you know what? And I've got to be quite honest. I've only got the one display. It's um, 21.5 inch. It's big enough for my desk. You know, I'd love a 27 inch, but I'd have to buy a new desk. And it's like, eh, if I have to do that, then I couldn't be bothered. But you know what? I actually got an app on the... Um, on the iPad, and I don't want to actually, <clears throat> pardon me, go back to the, the home menu and recall what the, the app is. I'll put it in the show notes, but it allows me to have a virtual screen over to one side because, you know, when we're doing these calls and doing these shows, I've got, you know, different windows open everywhere, but Skype, the way they've, they've got it set up in version 5, it commands quite a bit of space on the screen. 
So I was running out of space and I'm like, oh, I don't want to really buy another monitor. You know, and I thought, okay, I'm going to use the iPad as an external monitor. So <laughs> I've, I've got a mini 10-inch monitor beside me now. So I, yeah, And I'm using that. I've got our show notes on there so that I know what we're talking about and, and you know, what we're going to talk about. So, so, so we, so we can safely say that, as, as we, from the onset here on this show, that mine's bigger than yours. Well, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'll say this much: you win the battle today, but tomorrow is another day. Uh, sorry, I could not resist that one. It was too easy. Too it, it, easy. Was, it was too easy. <laughs> and, and you know what? I left myself way open for that one. <laughs> you, you pitch him up there slow, I'm going to take a hard swing at him. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Now, speaking of show notes and where we're up to, you know what? We've actually gone backwards in what we were going to talk about. And now we're getting to the cool stuff. Um Let's talk the Big Ben Theory Season 1. And, you know, you can't do a geek show without referencing the Big Ben Theory and Sheldonisms and, and so forth. And it's just a great show. But you know what, Kevin? I've got a rant about something. And I've got to clear my throat first. <clears throat> Let me sit back and get comfortable. <laughs> get comfortable. Strap yourself in. Because iTunes, you pissed me off this last week you know what when apple released the new apple tv3 and the you know 1080p hd the first thing i did was go okay i've been buying the hd versions of of season two three four and so forth i wonder if i can re-download the 1080p version in which you can which is really really cool and i had an issue back when i first started buying the big bang theory season one was only available episode by episode. So, of course, it was a little bit more expensive rather than getting a, a bundle pack. But then you could only get it in standard def. You could not get it in high def. And you know what really gave me the shits this week? They put it on iTunes in high def in both 720p and 1080p resolutions. Uh-oh. And I'm like... <sighs> Bloody Apple. You know, and, 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 and to be quite honest, I'm sure it's not Apple. I'm sure it's their production company that, you know, um, I, I forget who their production company is because, you know what, I don't look. They put the logo up at the beginning of the show, at the end of the show, and it's like, I don't care about who produces it as long as it's a great show, which it is. But, no, that, that really just rubs me up the wrong way when something's standard def and then the new HD version comes out. And I think what really irritates me is they're not saying to me, you know, you've already bought it in the standard def. We know the standard def is absolute crap. Would you like to pay an extra 50 cents per episode to upgrade to the high def? My answer would be absolutely. So, you know, I'm disappointed. And the stupid thing is I may go and buy it in high def, but don't tell the wife because um, she'd call me a nutcase and an idiot. But uh, <laughs> You, you may know, go and buy it? I well, you know, I, yeah, I probably will because I, look, I love this show. It's one of those those things that I I sort of when you know I love shows that are like Star Trek where you've got a whole forty five minutes to spare. That's great, but I don't always have a whole forty five minutes, or maybe you know it's half an hour before I'm due to go to bed, and I just want to watch something. And I know if I put on Star Trek, I'm going to fall asleep. 
three quarters of the way through. And I know Star Trek fans are going now, oh, he falls asleep. What the hell? <laughs> you know, this guy is not a Star <laughs> Trek fan. And it's like, guys, I've got two kids. I've got a wife. It's busy and I get tired. I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, really? And, um, you know, so the Big Bang Theory sort of fills that gap. And it's like, you know, just perfect. Been 21 minutes, you know, and I can watch it and then I can, you know, sort of go and, and dream and, you know, and, you know, fantastical dreams about Penny. And we won't go there because my wife won't like that chat. Um, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, you know it, it's a great show. And it's, it's good to have the, those little um, aspects, I, I, I guess, that, you know, you can sort of take with you. And oh, that was a good time. That was enjoyable. So uh, that, that's why I tend to do. Now, I want to talk about season one. And I've, I've, got a, I've written down a few episodes that are my favorite. And I want to see whether or not you agree with me on these. Uh, episode seven, the Dumpling Paradox. That was when um, Wallowitz seduces Penny's friend and ends up sleeping at Penny's apartment. And you know, oh god, yes, I know which one you're talking about. It, you know, number one, she was an absolute hottie. But number two, Wallowitz is just—I I don't know how to how to pinpoint him as something. You know what? He's the extroverted. He's pervert that i think every geek is really really deep down inside he just brings it out and and uh and lets it all hand hand out and he's certainly unique and you know what if you actually take every single character from the show and mash them together i think pretty much that makes one single unique geek um because i don't know about you kevin but i can see little bits of myself in every character you know and look, I'm, oh, not de- yeah. I'm not delusional. I'm nowhere near as smart as, as the characters have been presented. But I see different little idiosyncrasies that they have and go, oh, yeah, I'd do that. Or, oh, yeah, you know, you know that kind of thing. And it, it's, it's just cool. You know, you can... I don't have a favourite character. You know, it, of course, if I had to pick one and a gun was held to my head, it would be Sheldon, without doubt. Um, yeah. But I really don't have a favourite character. I like them all, and I see a little bit of myself in all of them. You know, Raj is, you know, the the very sort of, he can't talk unless he's drunk kind of syndrome, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I may have a wife and I may have two kids, but I'm still as nervous as hell around women and, and, you know, certainly good-looking ones. (laughs) You know, know, I I stumble over words and and don't know what I'm saying. So, you know, I've, I've got that, and... It's just good to be able to relate to different characters. So that, that was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, the other one that I enjoy is episode nine, the Cooper Hofstadter uh, polarization. That's where Sheldon and Leonard go and, and well, actually, it's really Leonard that goes and gives the presentation on the joint, um, you know, work that they've been working on, uh, the, the paper, if you will. And then they have the argument, you know, in front of a group of people and, and, um, you know, that they're giving the presentation to. It, it's just funny. And, and what I like most about that is where Sheldon tries to fry Leonard's brain, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah. he says to the, the crowd, you know, in the front seat, you know, be careful with those of you in the front seat because, you know, that's the splash zone and it's just, yeah. uh, it, that's a laugh a minute. So I like that one. And the final one that I, I wrote down from season one that I really enjoy is the pancake batter anomaly. And that's yes. the one where Sheldon gets sick and Penny has to deal with him. Now, Kevin, you know that I sin on podcasts. I, I yeah. normally do it at Christmas. But do you want to sin 
Soft Kitty with me? Oh, I can I can always sing Soft Kitty. We we actually I'll, I'll tell a little side story here before we do. We actually will sit there. Of course, I work in an IT department, so we're all technically really geeky anyway. One of us will start singing, and and the whole group that can hear will chime in, and you'll start hearing us sing Soft Kitty. <laughs> And I know the upper management when they walk through, and and they're you know they're a great bunch of people. They think, oh my lord, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> but we can't help ourselves but sing that song. It is just unbelievable. And there's clothing and stuff out. I mean, some of the uh, some of my female friends want the clothes that have the soft mm-hmm. kitty, you know, uh, lyrics on it and everything else, but. No, we can definitely sing Soft Kitty. It, it is, it's just so funny. And what, what I think is great about that episode, it, and, and really every episode that, that Sheldon and Penny have sung the song, is Sheldon doesn't, he, he just doesn't get that Penny's this hot chick. And, no. you know, he, he's completely clueless to that. And it's just priceless. And, and then every time, of course, she has to sing it. The eyes roll, and, and it's just... You end up laughing yourself stupid. It, it's one of those... And they, I find that they don't overdo it, which is good, because then every time it comes up, it's really enjoyable to watch, and it's quite unique in each individual episode. Um, have, how many how many seasons have you gotten through? I, I've... Well, I'm, I'm up to date on every... Uh, well, see, here's the problem. I, I did think I was up to date, but obviously when they've been on TV, I've missed a few episodes out of each season because I've, I'll, I'll play back the ones that I've purchased now on iTunes, and I'm up to season three on iTunes. And I'll go, oh, hold on a sec. I don't record this episode. Um, you know, out here they, they play the TV shows weird and, and something like the big band theory, it's on so much, but you tend to get the same series of episodes. Um, and I don't really know who's doing the programming, but <laughs> it's just not good. Um, you know, because as much as I've watched it on TV, you, you buy it on iTunes and get all the episodes on TV. I, I seem to have missed at least two or three per season. Well, have you seen the episode where Penny falls in the bath and Sheldon has to help her? Oh, yes, yes. And and Sheldon's <laughs> got to... Uh, that's the one where he help drives her. her car, isn't it? And Well, yeah, but I, I like when he's helping her, trying to help her get dressed. He said, okay, now you got to put my arm through it. And he reaches down. She goes, does that feel like an arm? <laughs> yes, I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen on that show. But, you know, that, that whole show, though, I, I agree with you. I see bits and pieces of myself in that show, in all the characters. Not so much Penny. Maybe a little bit. But we won't go there. The, um, <laughs> but... You know, it's really funny. The first year it was on, my wife wasn't sure if she wanted to watch it, but she even loves the show, and she's about as non-geeky as a person can be. Um, God love her, and she keeps me stable. But the um, the the thing, whenever they would come up and they'd spout out something like MMORPG or something like that, and she'd look at me and go, for the, she waits for the translation. <laughs> I do the geek to English translations for her, and she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> she, she, she waits for geek to English. So I, I do the geek to English for her. And I can't tell you, I hooked most of my department at work on watching the show. And then I've hooked a few others at work that are not tech geeks or geeks in any shape, form, or fashion on the show. And they come to me now for translations, too. 
So <laughs> apparently I do a good geek to English translation. I don't know why, but apparently I've been around long enough or I'm old enough that I've heard it all. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's what I love about the show as well, because you can sit down. I, I, I sit down with family and friends who have no idea. You know, it, it, it's almost like, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of The Simpsons. I'm a big Simpsons fan as well. And in a lot of episodes, they have double meanings to everything. Even uh, going as far as, say, the, the Disney Pixar movies, you know, when they appeal to kids, adults, and people who are into a certain area and they're not into a certain area, that's really great television or great movie making. And something like The Big Bang Theory just hits the ball completely out of the park and gets it right. Um, and, and it's well, one, one of these shows that's at the top of its game. I hope that... It, you know what I do hope, though? I hope they don't continue it as long as The Simpsons. 20, you know, 20 years or, or more. Um, I just feel that The Simpsons has gone down a little bit in quality. Uh, writing quality, I mean. And, and it's a little bit more um, specific humour than... You know, to the double. Humor. Yeah, well, you know, I have to say that uh, with as soon as I got the first iPod with video on it, um, the very first one, I'm not even talking a touch, I'm talking the very first one, mm -hmm. the first things that went on that to carry around with me, and to this day on my iPod touches, my iPhone, and my iPad, every place, there are three things that are on there, especially over the last few years. I have several of the first episodes of the Big Bang series, series one, I have them on everything. I bought them because they were actually available on iTunes before the discs came out. Mm -hmm. I have that. I have that episode of The Simpsons because it's funny that you mentioned that, the one with uh, the Mapple store. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a good one. I keep that with me always, and then I keep National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> if I have no other video, and I have got... Two and a half hours, or no, that's actually probably closer to three and a half hours worth of solid entertainment that I can watch and keep myself entertained in almost any situation. Absolutely. I am totally set. And you know, you know, we're talking about uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is one Christmas movie I can watch any time of the year. It is oh, we do. absolutely hilarious that, you know, I, um, I had it on video years ago and I wore the video out, literally. I would watch it <laughs> at least once a week. It was just... It's so funny and so stupid. And, you know, you, you sort of look at Cousin Eddie coming along in his RV. And I just love him when he when he's pumping the sewage into the drain and, and the neighbour <laughs> comes out and he's smoking the cigar. And he, he goes, morning, shitter was full. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then, uh, well, Chevy Chase looks over at uh, Beverly D'Angelo and says, honey, have you checked our shitters lately? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, funny a, a, a couple movie. years a couple years ago for christmas amazon had that t-shirt it had the uh an, it was a reddish t-shirt with a white like pencil drawing i guess the best way to say mm -hmm. it and it had a, it was the rv that are the god awful <laughs> looking <laughs> rv that he drove and it says merry christmas across the top the shitter was full underneath <laughs> Oh, I'd love to get one of those. <laughs> I got one for my wife, and she, and I tell you, I bought my wife a lot of stuff over the years, and I think it still has to be one of her most treasured gifts is that t-shirt. Oh, that's funny. Oh, what that a great movie, movie. That movie will make you smile any time of the day. No matter how bad things are, that movie will make you smile. Yeah, definitely. It's movie gold with that one. 
And you know what, Kevin? We've come to roughly our hour mark, and you know what? We didn't get to sin. Soft kitty. And you know what? Hey, you, you know... Are we going to send it or are we going to make people email us and demand that we send it? I think, yeah, I think that's a good idea. After our singing performance at Christmas, which was so well received, we we want to know, though, first, if our audience wants to hear us sing Soft Kitty. We will do it on request. I think that's the best way, and it will bring the listeners back because if they vote, they'll either vote yes or no, and granted, folks, Whichever way you vote, we can still override you because, hey, it's our show. We can do do whatever the hell we want. Um, But we we can sing it and, you know, and we might even be encouraged to bring in a guest singer. Who would that be? Oh, I can think of a couple of our uh, geekier friends that could sing along with us. Yeah, that that would be interesting. So, you know what? If you want us to send uh, Soft Kitty... Give us an email at help at everyday max support. If you want to tell us that we suck and we're no good, give us an email at help at everyday max support. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? Next week I'll try and have the geekiest show ever email address. And, and I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Tim has it somewhere buried away in the archives because, you know, the show's been on hiatus for a little bit. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've delivered something interesting to the show. We're having fun with this. We're going to continue through each week with it and come up with new and exciting stuff. Next week will be Big Bang Theory Season 2. Um, <laughs> and you know what? We didn't get to talk about model trains. I want to talk about my Thomas train set and the Thomas Ride-On trains. And Oh, yeah. That's right. We missed it. We started in reverse order. We, 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 we did. We but, came in bass backwards to this one. So Absolutely. But you know what? If you like model trains, especially Thomas the Tank Engine, we'll geek out on it next week. And I think perhaps next week we'll have... The, uh, the Lego episode that we um, hinted at at the beginning of the show. I've got to confirm the guest, but uh, it should be next week, and, uh, and we'll work that out, so it should be fun. Well, Kevin, thank you for joining me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and honour to have you on as the co-host, and I can't wait till we do the show again. Oh, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. You know, we've talked, been talking for I don't know how many months now about doing a show together, and this is going to be it, and I hope our listeners really enjoy it and will continue to come back and listen all the time. Fingers crossed. And even if they don't listen to us, you know what? We're going to still do it because we had a great laugh and it was a great time. So yep. anyway, everyone, thank you for subscribing to the show. Please tell your friends that Geekiest Show Ever is back on the air and uh, with a couple of new hosts that, you know, just talk about geek and talk about the things we're passionate about. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Until next week. Take care. Hey, Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz... You nitwit Brit, have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. <laughs>